that's kind of what I lean back on anytime I go through a transition now is regardless of what the transition is, I stop and I go, but I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as I know who I am, then I'm okay. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to this week's episode of Tangible Truths Podcast. I'm Carrie, hanging out with Susan. Good Hello. morning, Susan. Hello, Carrie. So this is week two of talking about transitions. And last week, we really kind of set some foundational truths that we wanted to kind of build this series on. We did. So if you missed last week's episode, please take a minute, hit pause, go back and listen to that because it really does build on this week's and the weeks to come. But I wanted to kind of start because one of the things that we talked about last Last week was a passage of scripture in Psalm 51 that was kind of foundational for where we started. And it was the verse, but then there was also a couple of comments in the footnotes. And I was wondering if yeah. you could just recap that for us, Susan. Okay, here's the verse. It's Psalm 51:10, the Passion Translation. Keep creating in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. Mm. And here's the footnotes. The word used for create takes us back to Genesis 1, and it means to create from nothing. David knew he had no goodness without God placing it within him. David wanted a new creation heart, not just the old one changed. I love that. I do too. And another footnote on Psalm 51.10 says, Or renew a reliable spirit Hmm. in my inner being. I love that. I also love that five times. And so we talked about that reliable spirit quite a bit last week of, you know, transitions are going to come. Yeah. They're going to happen no matter what. But do we have a reliable spirit through transitions? Right. And we kind of ended there last week with you sharing a little bit of your journey of what it looked like for you to develop a reliable spirit mm-hmm. um, and get to this point in your life to where, like, I know you as a person, like, it doesn't matter what transitions come your way. You're still going to be Susan, mm. regardless of the transitions that come and go throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was a process for mm. you. So that's a little bit of kind of what we started talking about last week on these transitions. That's exactly where we landed. Mm-hmm. And then I told the audience I was going to turn around <laughs> and ask you the very same questions. I don't, I'm not so sure if you I forgot was, about I was that. hoping you were going to forget. No, uh, no, I did not forget. And I I said I was going to ask you the very same question, Carrie. Okay, so that's only fair. What? Yes. And so I ask you the same thing. I think for me, when I look back, um, the thing that comes to my mind is going through a divorce a little more than 10 years ago. Mm. And when that happened, of course, that was one of the biggest transitions I've ever been through in my whole entire life. Of course. And the thing that... Divorce is very hard and very complicated in many different levels. Mm -hmm. But the one that was hardest for me to kind of move forward from is I felt like I lost my identity. Mm. And I remember sitting in my therapist's office week after week after week going, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I just had this huge existential crisis of Mm -hmm. if I'm not a wife, who am I? Mm -hmm. And if my marriage failed, does that mean I'm a failure? Mm -hmm. 
And it was really a long period of time that did involve me going to counseling, that involved me really digging in um, to God's word, really examining my own heart. Mm-hmm. And I came to this point where I realized my whole entire life, my identity had been dependent on my circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a daughter. I was a good student. I was, you know, part of this club. I was asked to do this. I was a wife. I was a mom. But my identity was all about circumstantial things. Mm -hmm. And it was never about me. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of went through this really dark season of just like, what if I lost everything? Like, Mm -hmm. what if literally everything was taken away from me? Would I still be a person mm-hmm. would I still have intrinsic value just because I'm Carrie. Mm-hmm. And thankfully I, you know, through a lot of counseling, a lot of prayer, a lot of study, I got to the point to where I was like, no, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know that I have worth. I know that I have value. I have a voice mm-hmm. and it's not dependent on my circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that process, I think that's kind of what I lean back on. Anytime I go through a transition now is mm-hmm. Regardless of what the transition is, I stop and I go, but I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And if as long as I know who I am, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that's kind of what carries me through transitions at this pl- place in my life. Amen. Yeah. That is awesome. It was not a fun journey. No, no. <laughs> Isn't it great where you landed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Yes, for sure. Since we are doing the podcast on transitions. Yeah. And and I do get to ask the questions right now. Okay. And you are talking. Uh-huh. You are flat dab in the middle of a huge transition, a career change yeah. that you've never had before. Absolutely. Yeah. This so is, this is a big this transition. Is huge. Why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah. So I'm I'm transitioning a huge career change. I mm-hmm. just finished my master's degree um, in the process of moving from a counseling intern to a full-fledged licensed counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm this week as we're recording this, I'm right in between leaving a career that I had for 12 years mm-hmm. that I absolutely loved where I was at the top of my game. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of one of those mm-hmm. was, you know, respected in the community, Felt like I knew what I was doing. You know, when you get to that point in your career where you're Mm -hmm. like, this is easy. I know what I'm doing um, kind of thing. And walking away from all of that to start over in Mm -hmm. my 40s. And that's a really scary thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm right in the middle of having let go of this career that I loved and I thought was going to be part of my life for a really long time. And in the next few weeks, starting off. Brand new, a complete and total novice going, I have no idea what I'm doing. And so, yeah, it's probably one of the biggest transitions I've had in a long time. Going back to that whole identity piece of, mm-hmm. yes. um, you know, and and not just did I leave a career, but I left a very public career. Yes. That, you know, had some notoriety to mm-hmm. it. And it would be really easy to kind of lose your identity in that, mm-hmm. to go from, you know, I'm this person that everybody knows and that has a platform and is able to speak into thousands of lives on a daily basis to really going into a really quiet place where it's just me and one or maybe two people. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that's been most interesting is I've been sad because I loved my previous job. Mm-hmm. I loved my coworkers. It was a great career that was very fulfilling. So I'm sad. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I've lost myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still the same person mm-hmm. that I was mm-hmm. before 
starting this new thing. And even though there's anxiety Mm -hmm. because this is new and different and there are doubts of, will I be good? Will it be fulfilling? Did I make the right choice? There's not fear there. Right. You know? Yes. There's just this kind of steady... I know who I am. I know I'm walking in obedience. I know I'm doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I can let myself sit in that sadness of missing my old life. And I can let myself sit in the anxiety of kind of like doubting my new life to come. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, to use your words, it hasn't plummeted me mm-hmm. into this place where I can't function. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And it's all because, you know, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything. It changes everything. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I know for you, you also kind of had that midlife transition yes. of a huge career change. I did. Going back to school, starting over. And I think one of the things that drew me to you and made me like pester you and be like, hi, Susan, I know you don't know me, but will you be my mentor <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> is you don't you don't seem to be afraid to try new things and do new things and kind of jump into transition seasons. Is that just a vibe you give off or is this really just kind of like this I, adventurous spirit inside of you that's like, let's try the thing? I, I do kind of have an adventurous spirit. Yes. And I guess it's more than kind of. I guess I just do it. Um, and you and know, sometimes you drag other people along I with do, you. I do. And maybe her name is Carrie. Corn. Maybe so. It's funny you should say that. Erwin McManus, mm-hmm. that's my daughter-in-law's father. He has a sermon that I'll never forget. The, the name of it is Go Until You Hear a No. Yes. I love <laughs> that. That kind of fits me. If he leads me to do something, it's like, you know, I can't, but he can yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I, I really can't. I'm not qualified, but, you know, I know God can. Yeah. I had a huge transition, you know, in my life because my first master's was in elementary administration. Mm-hmm. So I was a, a teacher, but then I was an elementary administrator here in town mm-hmm. in Bentonville. And then my father died. My mother moved up here. Then I got out of that, but I was women's ministry director at the time, at a church. And during that time that I was women's ministry director, I was doing so much lay counseling. Yes. And and during that time, God just, I felt a tug. And I was like, what? It was clear late, like, I want you to go back to graduate school. Well, I was mid-40s at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Long story short, I go back to graduate school and I knew I was going to be the oldest one in class. Yeah. You're talking about a transition. And I got out of everything. Hmm. I, I was in a lot of different things. And I got out of everything yeah. just to put full attention to school. Yeah. Because I hadn't been to school in a while. I love learning. Yes. I love learning. But it's a different. It's a different It's a game. different thing when you're learning it for was, yourself and learning yes, for grades. Yes. Yeah. And so I did. I got out of everything. And God just did amazing things. Yeah. And my life and my heart changed a lot of things. The way got God out of a box mm. 
that I had him in, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Yeah. And really, really just opened my eyes in a lot of different ways. Yeah. What I learned about transition then, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're learning it right in the middle of your big one now, mm-hmm. is the creativity of God, the flexibility yes. of our humanness, mm. that I just have everything open-handed. Yeah. Like, I learned that going to graduate school. Like, I would look at stuff, and I thought to myself, mm-hmm. Susan, this can either paralyze you, mm-hmm. or you can be open minded, open handed, mm-hmm. and God can teach you something through this. Yeah. And I would just have to look at that computer because I'm not high tech. And I would just have to okay, you've got to get in there and learn. And I would stare at that screen and I could either have a choice to bawl and squall and cry yes. and get paralyzed or dad gum do it. <laughs> And yes. I daggum did it. Yes. Because transitions know. require work. Transition requires flexible things. Yeah. And I was not at the level that all of these kids were. Mm-hmm. So even that could provoke fear and shut you down. Right. Or I was just saying all the time, I can do all things to Christ. <laughs> I can do all things. God, you're going to have to do this thing. So I didn't want that thing to be the thing to... Yeah. Stop this beautiful transition yeah. into what God would have me. Yeah. Because Satan's going to look for something. Well, and I think that brings up a really good point. In, in every transition, there are exciting things and, and hurdles. fun things. <laughs> and then there's hurdles. Yeah. And I think just as as people, our brains are wired to focus on the negative. Yeah. Because the negatives are threats. Yes, they and they threats. could hurt us, and mm-hmm. our brain's job is to protect us from threat. Yes, so we tend to focus on that. Yes, and so it's so much easier for us to just default to this is hard because I'm having to learn technology, or for me, it was this is hard because you know I'm a single mom who's not getting any sleep because I'm trying to do homework. Yes, after I help my kids with their homework. You know? Oh, yeah. And we can get hyper fixated on the hard parts of transition and completely and totally miss the joy and the good parts Mm -hmm. that come with transition. And so I think that's really important to just be aware of that it's natural Mm -hmm. to think about the hard stuff and to ruminate about that and to complain about that. But if we'll take the time to look for the other stuff that's there mm-hmm. as well. But I liked what you said about, I'm not going to let, no, I know I'm not going to let this hard part of it. Yeah. Keep me ruined the, uh, from the good part. No, and of I it. did not. And yeah. I was like attacking it like a dog with a bone <laughs> and it gave me great fulfillment. Hmm. It mm-hmm. made me feel so good. Yeah. You know, it was a great reward within. I am a learner. Mm-hmm. You're a learner. So we want to grow and part of transitions, growth, 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 growth. Right. What did we learn? Yes. You know, with God, he doesn't waste it, a cotton picking thing. No, he doesn't. If we allow him. I, I think one of the things I'm hearing you say is transitions require a bit of tenacity. Oh, they really do. We've got to have this just fierce, tenacious, I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the hard thing, you know, which is is why we started last week with this whole, we need to have this reliable spirit in us that has that strength that we can pull from to be tenacious. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of curious, you know, when somebody's in that transition season, 
And those hurdles are real Mm -hmm. and they're big and they're having a hard time getting over those hurdles. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them that would be helpful to kind of find that tenacity inside of you and keep going when you really just want to give up? Yeah, it's a great question, too. When you come upon a tsunami and you're like, I can't do it. Yeah. What do I do? Then the very first thing I highly recommend for all of us, including myself, is, but what can I do Hmm. right now? Yeah. But what can I do right now? Can I sit here for just a second and take a deep breath? I can do that. Right. I can do that right now. Yeah. I can take three deep breaths right now and calm myself. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Okay. And listeners, that's a real thing for me. Absolutely. I will take time because our bodies, Mm -hmm. that book right there that says the body keeps the score. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's real. Right. Uh, We got two therapists talking to Uh you. It is real. (laughs) It's the realest thing we could tell you. It it really is. Your body does keep the score. So you need to calm yourself down. Yeah. So when there's a tsunami coming at you, you do not need to react Mm -mm. because what you're fixing to do is make a really rash decision if you were to react. So number one, take three of those. Three deep breaths. I recommend, just like the books do, in through your nose really slowly, out through your mouth even slower. Mm -hmm. Three of those. And what that does, literally, I asked my physician husband what this does. And he says it slows you down from and the inside yeah. internal organs. Yeah, it actually um, slows your heart rate. Literally. Literally lowers your blood pressure. Literally. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I, this so, isn't just therapist talk to no. try to get you to calm down. No. It actually changes you physiologically. So that's the first thing and the most important thing. Yeah. And I will tell you a little secret what I do, Carrie. Mm-hmm. When I'm breathing, I'm all I do is say God's name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally all I say. I'm breathing and I'm saying, God, 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 Mm -hmm. God, God. Whether I'm saying it in my mind or if I can get it out of my breath, I'll say his name out loud. But I'm saying it in my spirit. Mm -hmm. And so that's absolutely the first thing to calm your spirit. And then you say to yourself, okay, I don't know what your circumstance might be, but I'm usually saying something like, is this true? Hmm. Is this real? Right. Let's let's start here. Yeah. You know, yeah. do I know what I know? And I think let's take the example of you with technology. Uh-huh. Okay. And so it might be can I make an Excel spreadsheet? Right. Okay. The answer might be no, I actually can't. Mm-hmm. I literally have no idea how to use this technology. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's great. That's awesome information. So now you know I need to enlist the help of somebody who can teach me or help me with mm-hmm. it. But the answer may be, no, I can do this. It's mm-hmm. just hard. Yes. Right? But until you ask that question, mm-hmm. is this true? Yeah. You don't know what you're dealing you with. You do not know. And as a matter of fact, that did happen. The very first assignment was this PowerPoint is due. Right. And I'd never done a PowerPoint mm-hmm. at that time right. in my life. So my body responded to that. Sure. And so I took those breaths And then that's exactly what I thought. I'm going to have to solicit help to know, to learn how to do a PowerPoint. 
because at that time, I had not done one. Mm-hmm. Please, listeners, <laughs> do not judge me. This was years ago. Listen, technology is changing all the time. I think we've all been me. in that place where do we're like, I don't know me. how to work this. But my body responded. Anyway, calm yourself down yeah. and then ask yourself. Is this true? Yes. Is this true? What needs to happen next for a next step? I have a friend whose mother always says, I know this is not a therapeutic statement, but I love it. Uh And she said, how do you eat an elephant? Right. One bite at a time. Right. And I think it's so true. You know, in other words, what she's saying is you do one thing at a time. Yeah. You do the next thing. Exactly. I've said it to my son you know, numerous times mm-hmm. when he was trying to figure out what he was going to do, mm-hmm. I would say, you do the next thing. Yeah. You do the next thing. Yeah. And then you do the next thing. Exactly. And you may need to stop and mm-hmm. breathe and ask, is that true between every single next step? Yeah. And that's okay. Because overwhelming tasks overwhelm all of us. Not just you or not just you mm-hmm. or not just you. They overwhelm all of us yeah. to just do the next thing. Yeah. But first, get yourself regulated. Yes. That's a really good place to start. Ooh. Okay. So I feel like this is really good advice for us when we're in the middle of those transitions. Mm-hmm. Of It is exciting. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It's both of those things at the same time. And that's okay. Yeah. And even really big, like if, if you're at work yesterday. Yeah. And then... They say your whole team's gone. Yeah. You've been thrown a transition right. that you were blindsided. Exactly. On. You need to regulate yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to make a rash decision. Right. And you've got a lot to evaluate, but you need to be calm yeah. and say, okay, what do I do today? Yes. You know, what, what are my next steps? Yeah. But don't you also think that, of course, you need to let yourself feel what you're feeling? Of course. Like, you're, you can be sad about yes. the fact that you lost your job. You can yes. be angry, angry about that. Yes. You can, you know, sit with all of those emotions. Because those are real. Those are real. And they deserve to be honored. They do. As well. But when you're ready to be like. That's right. Okay, now. But what? actions. To take yes. when you're angry, those are you guard against. Exactly. You don't so, let your emotions guide your next Yes. Step. That's what I should That's say. when we take the deep breath. Right. And start to ask those those questions. So, yes. Yes. But yes, you'll be angry, mad, sad, and glad. All rolled mm-hmm. into one and mixed up together, and that's okay. And I think the thing that I love about what we're talking about today is this can apply to any transition that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I saw um, somebody share just the other day that they were in the grocery store, and a gentleman asked her for help using the self-checkout line because his wife was in hospice, and he had never oh been gosh. to a grocery store before. Oh, bless. And I just thought, what a transition, yes, you know, yes. to to not have ever been in a grocery store in yes. years and years. And now he's having to do the shopping and how brave yes. to, for him to turn to somebody and say, can you help me? Yes. And so sometimes those transition moments require us to be brave enough to ask. to ask for help. Yes. And so in all of this, whether it's a exciting thing, like I'm in this transition right now of starting a new career that I'm excited about, or it's, you know, scary learning new technology, or it's a heartbreaking thing of, I need to learn how to live my life without this person. Mm -hmm. In all of those things, we can stop, 
we can regulate our own emotions. We can take those deep breaths. Mm -hmm. We can ask ourselves, is this true? And we can ask ourselves, what's the first step Mm -hmm. that I need to take? Mm -hmm. That translates across every single transition that we might find ourselves in. It's true. That's that's so true. So I think we are going to wrap up there for this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to continue to talk about transitions. I'm super excited about next week's episode. So we are going to have a special guest joining us, and he actually does life coaching and executive coaching. Executive coaching. I love that topic. I know. So his name is Scott Edgar, and I actually met Scott because he has been my husband's executive coach for quite a while now. And it has been a life-changing experience, not just for my husband, but for us as a couple and Mm -hmm. as a family. And so, you know, career transitions are some of the most difficult ones that we can go through. Um, The thing I like about Scott, he has a ministry background. Okay. Um, He's also worked in higher education for a long time. Okay. And he's done coaching for years and years. Mm -hmm. So he has walked with people through lots and lots of transitions. Mm -hmm. So we are going to pick his brain next week. Uh, Just about transitions in general. Yes. And how he's walked. Yeah. Because he's been through a lot of transitions in his own life. uh, His own life. And then, but how he's walked through transitions with other people and what that looks like. Yeah. And so he's going to have some great resources that we can pull from um, next week. So be sure to join us next week. Scott joins us. Yeah. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Okay. But for this week, let's all start with just, you know, when this podcast ends, let's all take three deep breaths. Because every time you take a deep breath, I feel more relaxed. And that is a good thing, right? That is so good. So long and slow. Mm -hmm. Inhale, even slower exhale. Mm -hmm. And I think that you'll be more prepared to face whatever your next step is. That sounds awesome. All right. And we hope you guys have a great week. Okay. See y'all. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network. 